0: Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. All right. Hey, like I said, we're going to continue our series called All In. And Tonight we're going to talk about how Jesus is calling us out of being a coward and into all-in courage. Um, For me, the first time that I was faced with some courage was when I was standing on top of a clear blue, crystal clear pool about 25 feet in the air on a high dive, and I was about... I don't know. Fourth grade, fifth grade. I was in little league, and I was peering down, and I was scared out of my mind because here's the deal, guys. I am not a great swimmer. I do the classic doggy paddle. Anybody with me on that one? Just the classic doggy paddle. Look like I'm just drowning. I'm just kind of floating along. So I'm not a strong swimmer. I'm around a lot of my friends. And they're encouraging me to step up and dive off of the diving board at this party and so says, "You know I know I can do that. I'm 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 brave enough. i I have some courage. You know courage is doing something that frightens you and this frightens me so you know, I can face my fears. So I step up to the diving board and I take the plunge. And guess what happened? You missed the water. You missed the water. I did not miss the water. I went, my hair did fall off. That was later on in life. (laughs) I did not have a toupee at that point. Somebody had to come and save me because I was drowning. drowning? I was drowning at the bottom of this pool. I am not a great swimmer, but I had to face my fears, and I had to be courageous in that moment. You know, tonight we're going to talk about, and, and there's a lot of things that maybe you need to be courageous with. But tonight we're going to talk about how courage is not necessarily defined on facing your fears of maybe eating crickets or diving off a diving board, but courage begins by being Jesus wherever you are. Courage begins by being Jesus wherever you are. So for me, another example of courage is when I lived in Houston, Uh, I took the same route going home, 59, I got off the exit to Hillcroft. And wrapped around, there's a Starbucks on the left, and there's a Shell gas station on the right. And oftentimes, I would pull in the Shell and get some gasoline. So many times, that area, uh, there was always people that I would, you know, come around and ask for money. And so this one guy, his name is John, uh, came up to me as I was pumping gas. And he said, hey, hey brother, can I, can I, can you, can I spare some change? Can I get some money from you? And I said, you know, sir, I, I, don't, I don't give out money. But I sat there and talked to John. And some of the things that, you know, for me, if if you're like me, uh, you kind of, you know that Jesus is calling you to maybe share a little bit about the gospel, share about your faith, share about him, and it's so hard to do that, right? It's so hard to be Jesus where we are all the time. And I just felt like God was calling me to to just share a little word with John. I ended up staying there for a couple hours, just talking to John and, and hearing his story, uh, that's a little form of courage that I displayed that night. And, you know, for me, it was stepping out of my comfort zone. Uh, not being frightened or scared about the ridicule or the persecution or the things that he would say, but being able to stand firm in my faith and be able to share uh, who I am in Jesus. You know, we, we see glimpses of this throughout the scriptures of, of men, of mighty men, displaying courage. You know, and Jesus is calling all of us uh, to a higher calling than what we sometimes like to admit that we are in. You know, oftentimes we think, man, what is my calling for, for life? And, uh, and so many times it's this future sense of, well, when I get older, or, you know, maybe future, you know, later on down the, the road, uh, those dreams will come true. But for each and every one of us, Jesus is calling us exactly where we are. When we put our trust and our faith in him, we surrender to him, Jesus is calling us to be courageous exactly where we are by being him wherever we are. And so a prime example of this is John the Baptist. John was a courageous dude. John was the cousin of Jesus. John was a radical, all right? He was one that was paving the way. And and scripture set up John in this way. He fulfilled prophecy in Isaiah. There's one that's going to come and pave the way for the Messiah. He's not the Messiah, he's not Jesus, but he's the one that's gonna call out from the wilderness, repent and be baptized. So John, this hairy dude that's wearing you know, camel skin, that's wearing camel hair, that's eating honey, uh, or locusts uh, covered with honey, that's just radical in so many ways, is being courageous exactly where he is, and he's calling everybody to come and be a disciple of Jesus. He's calling everybody to repent and be baptized. John is displaying courage. But what's interesting about John's story is that John didn't always wasn't always bold in his story. You know, as we continue to see the John's story unfold, we see John at the very end of his life. He's in, pris- in prison by King Herod, and he's in prison, and he's he's displaying this faith, he's displaying this boldness, he's displaying this courage. And yet in the midst of that, he tells his disciples, he says, go and and ask Jesus if he's really the one. This is John, this is Jesus' cousin, this is John that, you know, baptized Jesus, this is John that paved the way for Jesus, that was John that saw Jesus' flesh and bone And yet, towards the end of his life, doubt starts to creep in. Yet, in spite of doubt, John continued his faith, and although he suffered great persecution, uh, being beheaded later on, he continued to be courageous wherever he was. Uh, This last week, We had an opportunity, and and guys, we we prayed for a group um, two weeks ago to go to the Dominican Republic. And this last week, uh, we were able to go, uh, 17 students, high school students and 12 leaders, including myself, went to the DR. And guys, it was such an incredible experience to see so many uh, men and women just being courageous in their faith. Being Jesus exactly where they were. And so we were able to partner with an organization called Go Ministries. And one of the pastors that they uh, have brought up to lead a church, is his name is Felix. And he's a pastor of a place called The Hole. And there's some pictures of, of The Hole where we were. Uh, right behind Logan right there is a river. And they call it The Hole because literally it's the, the garbage dump of the city, it's the um, it's the place where all the water from the city runs, and it's not an active garbage dump, but it's littered with trash all over the place. And in the midst of all the trash in the river, there's um, people that don't have running water, don't have electricity. Um, they they don't have to. They can squat on the land. They don't have to pay rent. Um, it's a place where there's a lot of men and women that are wrapped up in prostitution and drug abuse. It's a place that uh, often is described as the, one of the darkest places in Santiago. And in spite of the darkness, there's a man by the name of Felix who dedicated his life to be the pastor of this community. Uh, in spite of what everybody said about this place, he saw Jesus exactly where he was. And he saw Jesus in and through uh, the people at the hole. And so Pastor Felix has been uh, the pastor there for over 10 years. And that's Pastor Felix in the middle there as we're praying for him. And throughout his time at the hole, he's been confronted with uh, young women, you know, 12 to 13 years old. Uh, being raped, and raising uh, kids at that age. He's, he's encountered uh, so much drug abuse and heartache. He's encountered um, death uh, physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally. And yet he continues to be Jesus exactly where he is. He continues to display courage in spite of I'm assuming, being full of fear so often. Uh, an interesting story, when, when Pastor Felix uh, started being a pastor at the hole, he was, would just walk around the community. And he would talk to people about their needs, and he would just start to build relationships with people. And one of the drug lords uh, sent his posse out uh, to, to grab Felix and, and take him to his home. And so here's Pastor Felix being brand new to this community, uh, just trying to go out and share Jesus exactly where he is. And he gets taken by one of these drug lords. And he sits down in front of this, the king drug lord, the, the king dealer. And the dealer asks him several questions. He asks everybody these questions, people that were unfamiliar, or that he was unfamiliar with in this community. And so he's sitting down face to face, Felix is sitting down face to face with this drug lord And the last question he asks is And it has to be a good one is What is it exactly that you're doing here? And Felix With full courage says I'm here to be Jesus in this community I'm here to show people who Christ is And the drug lord looked at him And he said, something that everybody is astonished by. He said, what can I do to help you? What can I do to help you? And then he said, I assure you that nothing will happen to you, the people at your church, and your church building. And to this day, in spite of being one of the poorest places in all of the Dominican Republic... There's not ever been a single break-in of the church. And there's not been ever anything that's ever happened to the church or to Pastor Felix or that community. It's pretty amazing. But it took one man, like John, Pastor Felix, it took him to stand up and say, I'm going to display courage exactly where I am and be Jesus to these people. I wonder what it looks like for you to be Jesus exactly where you are. You know, maybe somebody comes to mind that you just really need to talk about your faith with. You know, maybe it's a family member that you haven't been displaying courage and being Jesus to them. But I know this to be true, whether it's at school or at home, um, maybe it's the people around you that you've just not been kind to, not been like Jesus to. You know, and it frightens you to be more like Jesus, because guess what? It frightens me. It frightens me to be, be like Jesus, be who Jesus is calling me to be. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it, right? But it's hard. Romans, uh, Paul talks about this, and this is for everybody that puts their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. It says, in Romans ten, starting fourteen, we'll put it up on the screen. says this, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they, how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. This is a declaration for all of us to go and share with people, the good news of Jesus Christ, to be courageous, to be Jesus where we are. This past summer uh, at MOVE, and and for you guys that are in eighth grade, you have an opportunity to go to MOVE this summer, Uh, but we talked about uh, being the hands and feet of Jesus. And and there's this illustration that was used of uh, playing freeze tag. Anybody ever play freeze tag? You guys remember that game? I love freeze tag. So there's, there's three different um, uh, opportunities in freeze tag. There's three different positions that you could be in. One, you could be the person that's tagging people. You're it, right? So you're the one that's tagging people. And then there's the one, the people that are, that are running away. And so often, you would run away and you would just go hide, you know, and just kind of chill there and just wait for somebody to find you. It kind of gets boring after a while because you do a lot of running, do a lot of hiding. You don't really feel like you're a part of the game, Right? And so you're either it or you're hiding, you're running. And then there's this third option of the people that are the rescuers, right? The people that are finding people that are frozen, that are stuck. And the illustration is just that, exactly what Paul is saying in Romans 10. Is that we are called to be the rescuers. All of us that give our lives to Jesus that have surrendered to him, we are called not to go and hide, not to be coward, a coward and just wait to be rescued, but to be a part of the team, to be a part of the mission, to go and to rescue. And so we are encouraged this summer to take some red shoelaces and to tie them up on our sneakers so that every time we, w- we looked at our feet, We'd be reminded of the passage in Romans 10, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And I don't have uh, shoelaces for everybody, but I wonder wonder who in here tonight, something's just been stirring in their soul of man, you know, I haven't been courageous. I haven't been Jesus where I am. I wonder, I wonder if you would take up the calling that's so clearly given to us by Jesus and bringing good news to those that need some good news. If that's you, I don't know, pick up the shoelaces and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Be all in. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.